right. What's good, everybody? We're back on here. Say Boys Podcast. I'm here with my good host, my good co-host over here, Akron Lee. Um, episode two. So, you know. So, Akron, how's it going for you? <laughs> What's up with Man, you? Man, how, how is it going today, everybody? I just want to say we are back. Everybody's favorite podcast is here today, the City Boys Pod. Uh, let's get it. I want to say a big thank you again to Staten, as always, for being here with me. Uh, you know, excited to bring you guys a new episode. It's a fresh week. Um, today is uh, December 13th, 2023. We're freshly in the middle of the holiday season. So um, really excited to, you know, give our feedback, you know, for all things sports, pop culture, Christmas, you know, et cetera, uh, to you guys. But nah. Nonetheless, I'm doing great. Uh, I'm having a great week so far. Trying to stay a little warm. It's a little chilly outside. Uh, how are you doing, my good friend? How, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good right now. Um, like you said, man, we're got Christmas coming up pretty soon in a couple of weeks. You know what I mean? Um, definitely feel that festive vibes going on. Uh, I think it's been going to be a great holiday uh, so far. Uh, but yeah, no, today I've been doing pretty good. Like I said, we were on Fortnite earlier, playing little games, whatever, hanging out, doing what bros do best, you know, getting dubs and whatnot. But um, yeah, no, it's a pretty good day day for me. Um, but yeah, no, just to jump right into it, uh, we're actually just going to open up real quick with some, uh, you know, some media, some um, open world new things. So uh, currently, for everybody that doesn't know or did not know... <clears throat> The Game Awards was uh, hosted last week, and I just want to touch on a little bit that one of the big, most anticipated games this year, Spider-Man 2, got snubbed. Um, got snubbed for seven awards, Man. actually, which was actually, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? So Yeah, yeah, no, I to kind of piggyback off of that, I think it's kind of crazy that it did not win Game of the Year. Um <laughs> For anybody that's listening that, you know, at once upon a time was once into video games or is, you know, like me and Staten are here very much into them uh, with some of the free time that we get. Um, Spider-Man 4 was like the biggest launch uh, this year, I think, for a game, if not one of the biggest. And for it to not get Game of the Year is like kind of shocking. Um, I'm looking at this this uh, award sheet from IGN. Um Alan Wake 2 was in that category. Baldur's Gate, which is the winner. Uh, Resident Evil. Uh, Super Mario Bros. Wonder is kind of surprising just because that game just came out in October. Um, hopefully Santa you know, brings me that game. I, I definitely requested that for my Switch this year, so very excited. But uh, no, nonetheless. And then you got, obviously, Legend of Zelda, Tears of Kingdom, new, newest game that came out. So uh, to kind of see Spider-Man not win that is just shocking because that is the biggest game launch I've seen in a while it's been it's been some time so uh Baldur's Gate I'm not familiar with it I kind of wanted to see have you played that before uh were you surprised that they won uh I touched on just a little bit I never played the past two ones but I did kind of dabble a little with the newest one it wasn't really my cup of tea um I know Baldur's Gate and this isn't like to offend any nerds or not nerds but any people out there who are fans <laughs> of Baldur's Gate, right um it is more of that you know role playing uh, you know, type of game. So it's more strategy based versus, you know, your Spider Man's which is more of a open world action pack adventure kind of thing. Um but just to kinda of get my two cents about it, I think it was just um not the not just the overhype, but I think it was the Spider Man fatigue, the open world big fatigue. This is the same thing that happened with God of War. 
um, the second one, Ragnarok, it actually got snubbed as well. I can't remember who won Game of the Year for that game in particular last year, but I know God of War was pretty snubbed, even though it was one of the biggest, if not the biggest, hype game of last year. Um, yeah. So I, I, you know what I mean? I think that the awards, they're trying to be, you know, like the Oscars, uh, they're not going for the big explosions and fancy stuff. They're going for more story-driven stuff, something a little more unique, something a little more different. So I'm not all too surprised, but I kind of want to know what's your opinion, you know, what you think, why we, why Spider-Man didn't get the dub, man. I mean, I kind of agree with you. Maybe it's just the fact that it's, it's real similar, you know, to what we've had in the past. Um, obviously it mimics Miles Morales and the Spider-Man before that. Um, I think where it was different was obviously they were both in the same game. The story was a little bit more detailed, I think, and it's been pretty great the last couple of games, but uh, I just think maybe it was because it's kind of a very similar, if not the same game as the last two type of situation, you know, and I think that's kind of what maybe has hindered it a little bit. So I, I don't know. I, I don't have, I can't put my full thumbprint on it, but I just think that, um, it was a combination of those things that really kind of hindered it. But, uh, I mean, it, it, it even was in the category for, I'm looking here at the best game direction, which Alan Wake 2 took that, um, uh, and, and a couple of others. Uh, but really, it, yeah, just kind of, just kind of shocking. It didn't get at least one win mm-hmm. uh, as I'm scrolling through here. I kind of see Alan Wake, Alan Wake 2 was in a lot of these categories. So that finals, Fan- final fantasy, excuse me, and, uh, Baldur's Gate were really, I guess, three of the premier games this year. Yeah, Final Fantasy came out. Yeah. No, what was that? I, I said I forgot Final Fantasy came out this year. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot. A couple of games got snubbed a little bit. I think uh, Alan Wake deserved awards. I think it's been long awaited. I played the first Alan Wake. Um, I'm still waiting to see if Santa's going to hook me up with the second one this year. <laughs> um, but it's a really good, really good game. Very good psychological game. Um, Definitely for all those horror fans out there that are really into like Resident Evil and stuff like that, definitely up their alley in my opinion. So check that one out. But yeah, uh, like you were saying, man, I think Spider-Man just kind of, you know, uh, people, people want RTV, RT party things sometimes to win, you know, and <laughs> and you know, it's cool. It's cool. Right. We have our Spider-Man, we have our Miles Morales, so it's all good. Um, hey, everyone can't can't live in Akron's world where if it only has an alien superhero <laughs> robot. Or some side of some type of crime fighting in it, you know, it, it's not going to win all the time. So I, I, I completely understand now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, just trying to see here, trying to transition over since we are on game topics. Um, a couple of trailers actually got dropped at the Game Awards. I know that yes. you were pretty excited for a couple of the games. Um, I am as well. Uh, for instance. Blade was announced. I think Blade has been deserving a game for a very long time. I'm a huge Blade fan. At least two decades, at least. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Um, It was, it's being made by Arcane right now. Arcane and Bethesda, who are currently under, you know, who's made Deathloop, who's made, uh, I believe, they like, I'm trying to think who other, uh, Bethesda has made Skyrim and um, uh, Dragon Ages and stuff like that. Which haven't gotten the best of rap as of right now, but I still am really excited. I really like that loop and just having Arcane in there and take care of their business. I think it's going to be a really good one. Uh, much love, Blades needed. 
that's my pick and my favorite as so far. But uh, what were, what were some of the trailers that you were impressed with that you're interested? In? I mean, all of those are fantastic. What you just mentioned. I mean, I think we're in line for some good uh, video game content, especially over the next couple of years here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, being that we are both, like I said, avid gamers and, and some of the free time that we get. Uh, with that being said, though, I think that that Jurassic Park survival game was the one that caught my eye the most. Um, the cinematic trailer was cool. I know, obviously, you got, you know, your streamers of the world that are real similar to like Ninja and Fortnite, you know, that play games religiously. And maybe they're not sold on the cinematic side of things. I don't know. Um but I really liked it. I thought it, you know, mimicked the movies perfectly. And I think the timeline it starts off as is three days after the first Jurassic Park. So for all you 90s pop culture fans, that that game looks like it's going to be pretty amazing. Graphics look awesome. So uh, very excited to see the story that they tell there. But, you know, you mentioned Blade a little bit. You know, I'm very excited for that as well. I think that's going to be a 10 out of 10. Uh, one of Marvel's biggest games, uh, along with hopefully we get the trailer for Wolverine pretty soon. Um, yeah. as well. man, long overdue with that one. That that I'm beyond famished and ready for Wolverine to come out. Um, but something that came out a little bit before the Game Awards. Uh, I know you mentioned game trailers. Uh, GTA Six finally, oh. finally debuted their trailer last week. Man, oh, how are we feeling about the graphics? I got you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> man really forgot gta 6 has finally been but uh continue no Maybe. yeah i just i i want to get your thoughts on what you saw from like the graphics and and the story the story's a little bit different we're going back to vice city which i think was in what gta 3 or 4 vice city's coming back is yeah, vice city coming back yeah it takes place in florida Oh, no. Yeah, I think, I mean, you know how it is. It's like Miami, right? It's you know, it's like Los Santos was to Los Angeles. But anyways, um, I think that um, the story is going to be great. It's a little bit different. Uh, you got a, a female protagonist, which is going to be awesome. I think her story is going to be very cool. Um, you have a, like I said, all in all, a different era of GTA, right? Because the one that came out 10 years ago, GTA 5, that was... For all intents and purposes, you could tell that was made for a different generation console, right? But now that we have the PS5, you got the Xbox X out, like, this is for our consoles now. This is for the newest age of of gaming. So this GTA is going to be beautiful. I think the graphics are going to be amazing. It's going to be funny. It's going to be gritty. Very adult, obviously. Uh, Not a children's game by any means, but uh, no, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Excited. Excited as a uh, childhood I don't want to say childhood game, but a younger generation version of Akron's game is finally making a return. <laughs> I'm really excited just to hop on that same cocktail with you, man. Uh, it's been a long time overdue. What, last 13 years or so? Waiting for this new game to come out. Um, I think that looking from the trailer alone, they're using an Unreal Engine and it looks very good. Uh, it's going to look insane on the next PS5s and Xboxes and whatnot. <clears throat> I, from the vibe that I got from the trailer alone, I think they're leaving that GTA old school version and going more of that Red Dead route, where instead of like the three characters that are switching between, they're going to stick to that one main protagonist. Um, from what I learned from the trailer, it's going to be more of a Bonnie Clyde kind of a, you know, story, if you will. 
And uh, it's just as crazy, just as lively. We saw IG models. We saw OF models twerking on cars. We saw <laughs> Kodak Black. I mean, a bunch of different stuff. But um, it's definitely going to be an updated version of GTA Five, along with a lot of like Red Dead inspiration. So I'm yeah. really excited. I want to see what we can get into. Um, have you heard anything about like the online? Because man, um, I know you've mentioned a couple of times. There's like you can have your own job and own house and like something like that. Is like as detailed as that is, you know? Yeah, I haven't heard too much on it yet. And the only downside to all this is that it does not come out till 2025. So I feel like mm-hmm. details are going to come out very, you know, sparse or hard to come by. What's that? You think it's a downside? Well, just because I mean, how are they gonna how are they gonna debut this trailer? <laughs> what, what was that? <laughs> I just got you too 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 locked in, bro. Too tight. Too locked in. Too locked in. No, but how are they gonna how are they gonna tease us with this trailer? This long decade awaited trailer, and then yeah, we don't get it for another over another year <laughs> and that type of thing. You know, everyone's just fiending for it. They're ready. They're excited. All those game fans, but um, nonetheless, I think it'll. Uh, I think it'll be good. Uh, but you mentioned the online. I haven't heard too much about it. Uh, me personally, um, I <clears throat> would imagine it's going to be very similar to where, um, like things were in GTA Five, where you can join up with your friends, join up with your crew, and, and really do whatever you wanted. Right? Uh, maybe do heists, missions, all kinds of stuff. So. Uh, more of a wait and see thing but i mean are you expecting anything from it is there anything that you've heard not that i know of as of right now um like i said i think rockstar's really trying to keep it in the dark because we've been getting leaks of this game for like the last what two three years now people keep leaking stuff and i think rockstar's trying to close up shop and make sure that nothing else gets out uh i'm really excited because we're only a, a year away from the release versus I was thinking it was going to get released in 2027 or something like that. You know what I mean? But, right. At least oh, another wow. three, four years. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, it's it's right around the corner. So I'm really excited. Um, I think we're going to hear a lot more about Wolverine and a couple other games right now. So that's going to kind of hold us over till GTA 6. But nah, man, my, expe- my expectations are pretty high. But I think Rockstar is going to deliver like they usually do. So yeah. Yeah. No, but, I, I completely agree. I think it's... It's going to be great. I think it'll be uh, pretty close to a 10 out of 10 uh, game so far. But, you know, with that being said, is there anything, any other games that you wanted to touch on before we kind of move on here in a sec? Not really. As I know, like I said, a bunch of different things are coming out right now. Um, You know, like I said, Blade, GTA 6 is a big thing. Uh, Still trying to hear some updates on Wolverine. Jurassic Park is going to be a good one next year. But, uh, yeah, that's mostly it so uh you know staying on the media world side of things television and video games and whatnot i actually want to touch a little bit a couple of tv updates i know we've been watching some tv since last time we sat down and chatted a little bit um just for starters i know a man above put us on to a, a little show on netflix right now named blue-eyed samurai man. i think that's a big time hit <laughs> this christmas yeah. season bro for anybody out there that is really interested, you guys should really check it out. But I just want to get your kind of opinion. What you think about the show as right now? Where are you at? So I finished Blue Eye Samurai, and I thought it was absolutely amazing. I am not, and I say this, 
you know, in great regards. I'm not a huge like animated show person. Um, I know there's a lot of different animes and uh, that kind of style show out there that are great. I just haven't watched them um, <laughs> per se. So I can't say that I'm like a huge avid fan. However, this is the greatest animated show I've watched in a while. Um, I would definitely give it a 10 out of 10 um, for all you. Um, it's kind of like a, yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Let that play. Let it play. Hold up. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, I would, I would definitely give that a solid 10 out of 10, like I said before, but um, no, it, it takes place in, um, you know, kind of, what would you consider the timeline? It's like Feudal maybe Japan. 15. What's that? Little Japan. They yeah. like 1400s, 1500s. Yeah. Like that style era. Uh, but it's mm. really cool. It's a great story. Uh, for anyone that's looking for something new to watch, um, especially on Netflix or what have you go check out blue eye samurai. I, I don't think you'll be disappointed. It's, it's gritty. Uh, it's very adult. Um, so definitely not a kid's show by any means, but uh, it's, got a good blend of dark a little bit of humor a little bit of brightness to it but all in all it's just a beautiful show and i really liked it um very good story um let's just say it's about um somewhat of an underdog overcoming a lot of things and un and not quite yet i don't i'm not gonna spoil anything i just know that it's set up for a season two uh that's all i can say at this point but like i said that that it's like an underdog style character overcoming a lot and, and really venturing out on a, a massive quest, if you will. So that's all I can say. I don't want to say any more about it uh, detail wise. Cause I want all you guys to watch it out there, but um, no, it's, it's fantastic. I absolutely loved it. How did you feel after watching the last episode? Man, I'm on the same boat as you, my friend. I'm on the same boat as you. Let's go ahead and hit a little. I give it a 10 out of 10 as well. Um, <laughs> I'm not as generous with the 10 out of 10, but man, this one really deserved one. It definitely caught yeah. me up. That field, it was uh, very interesting, very gritty, very grounded. Um, it's not your typical good guy, bad guy kind of thing. It really works with that gray area. And um, it definitely keeps you engaged each episode. Definitely a lot of story building. I think the world was beautiful. Uh, of Japan, the snow biomes, the castles the sword fights everything was really well choreographed well done well animated um so it, it like you said it definitely sets up for a season two i'm really excited to see what they do because big things i expect big things in season two but um yeah for anybody out there that's uh really into anime or just anybody's really into a lot of fighting or deep characters i would recommend really checking this out for christmas holidays um because it's definitely going to be a real good one if you will but um yeah as uh, so far as far as other tv shows go um i know we've been watching monarch how you how you feeling about monarch i know we talked a little bit ahead of the game like are you still on board still off yeah board? i am um the last episode was a little a uh, little slow what are we five episodes in now um it was a little bit slow but um things are developing uh, like i said um for all you godzilla fans go to apple tv go watch it uh, Kurt Russell's in it and he's always great in anything that he's in. Right. Um, uh, but no, I think that, uh, it's, 
it's starting to arc a little bit, you know, if you will. Um, but I think it's, I think, it, I think we're in line for a good finish. It's more or less, I mean, let's be honest here for all intents and purposes, it's on the background and it's a little bit of a, um, prequel, if you will, because it, it talks about what Monarch started and kind of where they were in present time, 2015. So, it, you know, it gives you some good insight. Uh, with that being said, though, I'm still on board. Uh, I just, I think it's going to have to, let's see in another couple episodes that it gets me back up to a nine out of 10 right now. It's like at a 7.58. So not a drastic change, but it's got to do something for, for it to get back close to a 10. How are you feeling about it? I do agree with you. Like I said, I know you're more on board. Um, for me, I kind of been falling off a little bit. I told you earlier, I literally have to pause the show and kind of like make a walk around my living room, move around, stretch the legs a little bit, a little bit. Cause it's not the pacing. It's just not a lot going on. We're still trying to, I'm not going to spoil anything, but they're still trying to find this, um, MacGuffin, if you will, this, uh, individual. And yeah, there's monster fights, but it's not, the monsters are the main idea. And that's always been kind of hard with a lot of these Godzilla and really monster movies in general. Um, they kind of focus more on the characters and the monsters kind of take a back seat. In this season, or this show in particular, the monsters have really taken a back seat. We've only seen Godzilla twice, um, episodes one yeah. and two. And I know there's other monsters in Monarch, but uh, I kind of want to see a little more action as of right now. Like I said, it's just been a little more slower than usual. It's been a lot of chasing. That's what I think the theme would be. Yeah. So I'll probably just give it right now like a 6.5. Like I said, it's kind of eh as right now, but I'm still hold on. I think the end is going to be a payoff, hopefully. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think it will. Um, We just kind of have to see how how things develop. But uh, outside of that, what other other shows got you – Actually, moving around a little bit different. What what else have you been kind of excited about or tuning into as of late, as of this past week? Well, <clears throat> switching little corners to all my Marvel fans, my DC, yeah, my DC, my Disney fans out there. <laughs> Next week we got What If season two coming out, and yes. I want to do something a little different. I actually want to play the trailer for everybody as of right now. Okay, Share my little okay. Screen a little bit. Check it out for all the listeners yeah. out there. Let me go ahead and yeah. crack this bad boy wide open. Yeah, while he's getting that pulled up, for all you What If fans out there, it comes out the week of Christmas. Very excited. Very excited. Very excited indeed, my friend. So, <clears throat> for anybody who doesn't know, What If is kind of like an idea, or I guess last season, or I guess the show in general, is kind of like What If a certain scenario. So, What If uh, T'Challa was actually Star Lord. What if you know? Uh, what if zombies? You know, what if zombies came over and the Marvel zombies like got you know those, uh, Marvel Avengers and char- different characters got infected by the zombie virus? And uh, what if Doctor Strange uh, lost the love of his life? You know, what I mean, kind of different. You know, what I mean, a little different, a little unique. Um, but yeah, we're really excited for that. And I just want to play this trailer real quick. So let me go ahead and shut up and let the video kind of. With video in. Let me tell you one of my favorite Yuletide stories. Ales all around. Chin chin. Oh, 
stories to be told across the multiverse. Well, you got the color of the suit, right? I'm Santa Claus, baby. Wow. Lots of lots of literal what if moments, no pun intended. <laughs> no, but that's that's going to be exciting. I think the beauty of it too is we don't have to wait for episodes. I think it comes out every day of the week of Christmas, if I'm not mistaken, is that correct? Mm-hmm. So, wow. Whatever day is the 22nd, I think it's that Friday I believe. and then that Monday is no, that Tuesday is Christmas. Huh? No, Christmas is on Monday. A week oh, from next Monday. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> our week. So, uh, you know, from that trailer alone, I know you've probably already seen the trailer, but uh, what, you, what you're expecting, what your uh, expected or anticipations about the show? First of all, seeing Justin Hammer in an Iron Man suit and then seeing Howard the Duck more involved in things, I think that should tell you all, all how I feel about it. I think it's going to be pretty intriguing. I think that's the word I'm going to use is intriguing just because – you know, it, for all, like Staten was saying, for all you Marvel fans, it's going to really get the gears going a little bit and kind of see, like, where where is Marvel going to go now in the extended multiverse now that we have in the in-person films, the MCU, if you will. So uh, I think it's going to be great. There's a lot to, to really kind of hang your hat on there and really see what develops. So I think it's going to be great. And that is definitely going to be something that we're going to review um, as we get into our episode that week as well. So very excited. Uh, couldn't be at a better time around the holidays and, and into New Year's, if you will. So uh, I think that it's going to be as good, if not better, than season one. Yeah, um, I think it'll be kind of cute. Well, I'll just give my opinion real quick. I think it's be kind of cute, a little, you know, lighthearted. Kind <laughs> of wet our feet a little bit with this whole... Uh, Marvel drought that we've, that we've kind of been in. I know we just got fed Captain Marvel or Captain Marvel. Not even Captain Marvel 2. The Marvel's my fault, everybody. But um, basically should be Captain Marvel 2. But I mean, uh, right. you know, the mixed reviews with that movie in particular are still, we still haven't, I don't know. Have you gone and seen it yet? I have not watched it yet. I will admit that I'm waiting until it comes out on Disney Plus. Yeah, same. I'll be here for Christmas. So just waiting for that. Christmas morning, hopefully, right? Right. <laughs> uh, my brother, I went and checked it out, and uh, he's kind of having mixed reviews about it. You know, it's cool and solid, but, you know, uh, definitely not the biggest project or the biggest reaction that, you know, we were expecting from Marvel so far. So uh, with uh, What If on the way, I think it's going to be kind of refreshing because I did like last season. I don't know. How do you feel about last season? I liked it. I mean, I'm not like a huge horror fan, so I didn't really care for the zombie episode. Not because it was scary by any means. I know I watched it just because like I just didn't care for you know that little particular story. However, um, you know I, I really enjoyed season one. Um, it was kind of interesting to see you know 
different point of views, different multiverses where, you know, your, your favorite superheroes weren't who you thought they were going to be right. Completely different characters. So I think that more or less, that's what season two is going to be like as well. But I think that they're going to introduce a lot more that we haven't seen. So, um, you know, I, I really enjoyed season one. I thought it was, I, I would give that a 7.5, 8 out of 10. Um, but I think season two, I think season two will be a little bit better. Yeah, I can definitely get with that. Um, just picking back up you, I, I definitely would give it like 7.5, 8. Definitely was a really solid season. Um, I think my expectations from season two, like I said, it's not going to be anything groundbreaking in my opinion, but it's definitely going to be something to keep that Marvel you know, Marvel taste say satiate for so far. Um, right. It's definitely interesting to see. Uh, I believe Peter Quill is going to be, I guess, given to his one of the trailer episodes or wherever it's going to be him giving into his uh, father side of things. And the Winter Soldier and all those other guys had to go take care of business. But uh, <clears throat> definitely going to be a really interesting season. So I can't wait. I'm really excited. But, yeah, um, I think it'll be fantastic. Oh, yeah. But just to kind of close off with uh, TV and media and stuff like that, I just want to touch on real quick that I believe Wonka, um, I know this has been a pretty big thing that you've been excited for. Wonka's coming out what, this Friday. Big, big Willy Wonka fan. Childhood mm-hmm. at its finest. I mean, I think that's going to be it's going to be a fun movie to watch. Uh, it's really the origin story of Willy Wonka himself. and So it's before the original uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, as well as uh, um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, as well with uh, Johnny Depp. So I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be real good. Um, Timothy Chalamet is in it. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing his name right, but Chalamet. <laughs> nah, but he uh, he's going to be in it, and I think he's going to do a pretty good job. I actually was a big fan of his in Dune. The Dune movie was really good, and Dune Two. Um, very excited for that as we get into next year. Uh, but yeah. Show Dune two two trailer or what? <laughs> All right. Hashtag yeah. Dune two. Did you a uh, little spinoff question of that? Did you one? Are you excited? How excited are you for the Willy Wonka movie? And then two, um, did you like the first Dune that Timothy Chalamet was in? I'll answer three questions out of two question or three. I'll give you three answers out of two questions. Um, a, I did like Dune a lot. I really finished it. It's definitely a long movie. Um. But definitely a lot of action. I think it was a great cast. You had uh, Jason Jason Momoa, uh, Josh Brolin, obviously Timmy Chalamet, uh, Zendaya, Oscar Isaac, Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Um, so yeah, top tier, top tier class of actors and actresses in that movie. Uh, Dave Bautista, I think, was in as well. Um, so yeah, it was pretty good. I really enjoyed Dune. Uh, really interesting, and I'm really excited. I have not yet seen the trailer for Dune 2, so in my free time, I will check it out and have an opinion about it next time we hop on here. But, um, yeah, no, as far as Willy Wonka goes and this new Wonka movie coming out, I'm I'm not the biggest Charlie and Chocolate Factory guy. I like Johnny Depp a lot. I like him in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I like him in Rango. Other movies like that, but I was not the biggest fan of his Charlie and Charlie Factory movie. Uh, I really can't remember the original so far, but I kind of want to see what Timmy Shaman brings to the table with this one, so I definitely am going to go check it out. I don't know if you want to go check it out with me or what we're going to do, but it's definitely one on my list. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, shoot. 
shoot, don't uh, don't tell my girlfriend there, but yeah, let's 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 go see oh, Wonka. Okay. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. She knows, she knows. We'll go see. We'll go see it. Now nah, we'll we'll make a little little trip out of it. But yeah, no. I, nonetheless, I I think it's gonna be great. I think it's gonna be a great movie. Um, you know, very very excited. Um, nonetheless, cannot um, like I said, stress enough that it's a big part of our childhoods. You know. And before that, our parents' childhoods, if you will. I mean, the first Willy Wonka came out, what, in the 70s? I know I'm wrong. Might be wrong here. What's that? Just about 70s or so. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think it, uh, I, I th- it's going to be very nostalgic. So, I, I, very excited for it, um, like I said. Um, one last thing that I really have to add, uh, and I'll let you kind of cap things off here on our entertainment side of things before we transition. Um, I am very excited to also watch Shogun. Uh, it's a live action series coming out on FX that starts in February. If you guys have not watched the trailer for it, go check it out. Um, it is a live action right here. Oh, oh, hold up. We, we got, we got, we got some, we got some more trailer action. Okay. I love it. I love it. I'm here for it. Um, yeah, we I, are going to actually show you guys. <laughs> yeah, no, um, and this is why Staten is the tech guy. <laughs> I try to be, but nah, man. You know, um, give my two cents on Shogun. Like I said, it's it's similar to Blue Samurai, Blue Eye Samurai. Um, but like I said, back in feudal Japan, I would say it's more Ghost of Tsushima, if you will. Uh, very old yes. school. Um, yes. Empires and samurais and shoguns and ronins and things like that. But let me let the video do all the talking and our explanation if we will go ahead and practice bad boy wide open yeah and let me shut my mouth and play do not be fooled by our politeness our bows our maze of rituals Death is in our air, and sea and earth. Just remember, we live and we die. We control nothing beyond that. There's a saying out here, every man has three hearts. One in his mouth for the world to know. Another in his chest, just for his friends. And the secret heart, buried deep. Where no one can find it. What kind of man wields power in a land like this? The one who they open, or the one you never see? Well, I die here, likely. War is coming. Life and death are the same. Both can have value and purpose. This is not where we die. We should be corpses right now, but here we are. 
My life is mine and yours is yours. If you can't see that, you'll never be free of this prison. It is you who is imprisoned. Freedom is all you ever live for. Alright, you might as well give that a 12 out of 10 now. I think that show's going to be really good. <laughs> yeah, look, Lots yeah, of... Man. Lots of great action. I mean, I'm already, I'm still on the wave of Blue Eye Samurai. I'm completely excited for uh, Shogun, man. Like, this is this is going to be a really good show. What are your thoughts? Man, it's definitely given Game of Thrones in Japan at this point. There's, you know, there's factions, there's outside interferences, um, there's love, there's death, there's violence, there's war. Um, but I gotta give it, you know, this is a side note. I want to give it to FX, man. They've been coming out with a lot of hits. Um, I know we talk about Netflix all the time. We talk about uh, AMC. Yeah, with, you know, AMC, Walking Dead, and Breaking Bad, and all this other stuff between Netflix with, uh, you know, Squid Games and other stuff in between. FX got some pretty good hits, so I'm really excited for a Shogun show. But yeah, definitely gives me Game of Thrones and Japan vibes. Yeah, and FX is kind of, you know, I know they're big on their um, what is it, American Horror Stories and all that, all that other good stuff. Fargo. They've had some really good shows. Yeah, Fargo. If you're into like Marvel, uh, Legion show. But, What's that? Uh, oh, Legion. Yeah, Legion. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. No, they've they've come out with their fair share of good shows. So I think this Shogun is just going to be like icing on the cake style, if you will. But yeah, very excited. Um, a lot of great actors in there. Uh, one of them, I can't remember his name, but he's actually a person who trains um, with movie stars to choreograph like sword fights and samurai style fights. Um, put it this way. you For all you Marvel fans, everyone that's pop culture caught up. There's a scene in Avengers Endgame whenever uh, Black Widow goes to get Ronin, right? Uh, Hawkeye while he's in Japan. And the last guy he kills uh, which he asked him to stop before he killed him. Uh, he choreographed that fight. He's an actual swordsman in real life from, I think, Japan, which is pretty awesome. So he's in this show, too. You'll see him in there in the trailer. What's that? What's his name? Yoki Sonata. Yeah. He played Scorpion in Mortal Kombat movie. Um, yeah. He was bullet train. Uh, he's been around for a long time. I really loved him in The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise and Kim Watanabe. Yeah. Uh, movie. So shout the <laughs> yeah, I, I'm excited. I think it's gonna be really good. You know, there's not much more I can say. I I just I I don't want to jinx it too much. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be really good though. I'm I'm, I'm like I said. I'm I can't wait for February. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I agree with you, man. I really agree with you. I can't wait. I'm very excited for that show. But uh, just to close off on our entertainment side of things, you know, hate to be so abrupt, but just to transition over, I just wanted to. I'm going to get a quick shout-out over to our good friends over at Riverside. We really appreciate the, uh, you know, platform. You guys keep doing what you do best. It's really amazing mm-hmm. platform. Um, smooth transitions. You guys uh, come out here with all this awesome transitional music, all this awesome track reel, if you will. Right. Uh, and, right. and the, the ability to be a little bit more diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, 
with our media and, and show trailers like this to you guys. So thank you to Riverside once again. So our way of really truly thanking you guys is uh, going out here and give you guys some special entertainment, entertainment, advertising. My bad. My mind's everywhere. But let me go ahead and play that ad for you real quick while we sit back and let it roll. As always, great ads by Riverside again. <clears throat> um, just to close off with that, man, you know, for anybody that is interested in getting into Riverside, man, you know, as you just saw, it's pretty easy. Um, you know, even mobily, you want to get on there and set something up with your friends or whoever you want to bring on there. You have a touch of button, touch of app on your phone. So go ahead, download the app right here on this bad boy. Good to go. <laughs> yes, thank you yes, again, sir. Riverside, for everything you guys do. Keep doing what you yes, thank you guys. guys. <laughs> Just to transition real quick over. We're finally on the topic of discussion for today. The meat of the matter. We are in sports mode. Man. So I'm going to do a lot of shutting up. I'm going to let Acker do a lot of complaining. Yeah, get to it. Get, get to the... Get to the get to the rant first. Get to the, the bad news first. We'll talk about the positive in sports in a second, which are my America's Houston Rockets. But no, I let it all I may out. have shed. I may have. Sh- I'm going to start from here. We should not have lost to the Jets, but we also are missing. <laughs> We also are missing half of our entire – actually, all of our offense. We're missing Tankdale, who's out for the year. Nico Collins got hurt after the first series. Um, Noah Brown was in and out of that game. Dalton Schultz did not play. Um, The list goes on and on. CJ Stroud, I don't care what Quinn and Williams says. I don't care what you Jets fans think. The hit that he took to give him the concussion this week and possibly cause him to be out for a very important Titans game this coming Sunday, um, that was – that was dirty. I'm sorry. I, I know Quentin Williams isn't traditionally a dirty player or whatever. I don't care. I, I don't care. I, I, he brought him to the ground in which he slammed his head a solid like five to seven seconds after he threw that ball. I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. I, I just, I've, I've seen enough. I've seen the video too many damn times. It's, it's outrageous. He, sh- he should not have gotten hurt, but you know what he did because Quentin Williams followed through, and also it was not roughing the passer. By the way, I, I just mind boggled me. I don't care if the game's already thirty to six. He was slammed to the ground at a time when he should not have been. Also, I want to close off my little rant here by saying the Jets' field sucks. It's terrible. I hate MetLife Field. I hate the Meadowlands. I never want the Texans to go back to New York ever again because that field is absolute trash. I'm done. Go ahead. Now, now I want to know your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there watching the game, man. Like, God, you know, Zach Wilson was good. You know, there's only so much your defense can do, man. Um, 
when your entire roster is out, you got to take Dell out. We got Cohen. Yeah, I mean, CJ Stroud, he didn't have his one and two receivers. Um, they couldn't get the running game together. And I saw that Quentin Williams hit. It was definitely late. I don't know why they didn't call a flag, if anything. But man, I, it just show. It just goes to show you. My takeaway was Patrick Mahomes is so lucky in this league. You have no idea how lucky he is because I promise you, they would have threw that flag immediately had he had um, been number fifteen. But I thought it was kind of a if he hit. I thought the game was a lot closer than what it really was. But I can't fault the Texans. I think that they just went in there. I think MetLife is horrible, but you got to take it to the point that you're in New York and it was raining. And rainy New York is just rainy New York. Insane. Right. But yeah, I felt terrible for the Texans, man. I really did because you guys were in prime position after Jacks had lost the same day that you guys really needed to take that. Now team. there's like a 15 team tie for everybody oh, yeah. that is uh, 7 and 6 in the AFC. So <laughs> with that being said, yeah, no. It, it was a golden goose egg opportunity that we did not capitalize on, nor could we have capitalized on. I mean, you're right. When you put it in perspective, we were missing a lot of our offense, our playmakers, if you will. And, I mean, we were in a tough situation. Our defense did everything they can. The Jets were at zero at halftime. But they didn't win because Zach Wilson is good. They won because we were hurt. C.J. Stroud was also injured in the fourth quarter. And their field is absolute effing trash. I'm sorry. I hate that field. I hate the Jets. I hate, hate, hate the NFL for allowing that to be an NFL field, as well as all the other turf fields. I'm, I'm just saying. Turf? Dude, it looked like grass. That's the way that water was on it. Oh, my uh, God. Uh, it, nah, it sucked. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, I just – we'll see. We'll see what happens. But um, – Oh, that's enough of my rant. Hey, I just want to say the, the Texans are still in an okay spot. They're seven and six, not great, not stellar. No. But there's also what five, six other teams that are seven and six. So lots of football left in these last four weeks. And Mills, we trust. And Davis Mills, we trust. Man, I'm. I don't know that I'm going to be able to watch Sunday, but we'll see what happens. We'll see how I feel waking up Sunday morning. But uh, because uh, what's that? You mean Davis Mills or Mariah Mills, buddy? Because uh, yeah, we get yeah, we get Davis Mills, man. I don't know. He he's he, I don't know. I, I don't even want to talk about it because the the Titans also somehow beat the Dolphins a couple of nights ago, and that was astounding. That was astounding. <laughs> Levis Levis walking him down like that. Oh, stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Man, now I'm a fan now. Oh, the Texans. We may not win Sunday, but you know what? As long as we score more than six points, I'll be happy. We'll see what happens, though. Um, with that being said, though, lots of football left. Uh, I do see us contending until the last week, at least trying to make the playoffs. The key for us here is if a lot of these seven and six teams lose, we have to win Sunday. There's no more ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's either buckle up. And win the game, or if you lose, get ready for next year. That's it. Oh, don't worry, buddy. Cowboys got you with the Buffalo. With yeah. The Buffalo. Don't you worry, buddy. Speaking of Cowboys, about them Cowboys came into our house and took care of business on Sunday night. Yep. Man. Oh, there was so- nothing more riveting to see than the Eagles getting uh, absolutely um, 
blown off the field on on Sunday night. That was beautiful. That actually made me happy because at least the one thing that happened is a team that I dislike as well lost, and I cannot stand the Eagles. Now, I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan. He's from Houston, Texas, baby. You know what I'm saying? He he, big H-Town kid. But I screw the Eagles. I'm glad they lost. Big for the Cowboys. Big for Dallas. Uh, That was in a – that was an astounding win, <laughs> to say the least. We definitely need that to assert something better. But so is Dallas number one in the NFC? No, uh, uh, it's still uh, the Niners. They're still top. Ah, San Fran, man. San Fran is the most quiet ten and three team. Are they not? They can make some noise when they want to. Like I said, they still got Debo. They still got CMC. You know, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy can still get the job done. But uh. I think the Cowboys are in a pretty good position. If the Eagle, if all we have to do is win out the rest of the season, and I think we can beat the Bills. I know we can beat Miami. I'm just really nervous about, you know, like, uh, we might crap the bucket on one of those teams, but I know we can beat them. We have it in our in our blood to beat them and in our genes to beat them. You feel me? You feel what I'm saying? Oh, but, um, no, I, I think that that was a really big win just to show that we could walk into anywhere and take care of business, even on our home field. Um, we just got to hope the Eagles lose because they have to win the next four games straight in order to get, I guess, win out our division. Um, any one of those games they drop a game to, uh, Cowboys take it, I believe. So hopefully, you know, we can go ahead and take that seed uh, in our division. <laughs> Hazily, just take it, take it away, take it away. Around, <laughs> I know that much, but um, I think Cowboys still in prime position. I think Dak Prescott is currently. I want to say he's the MVP. I would say Lamar Jackson still leading the race in MVP. I think he's had a really good year. Um, they still are the best team in the AFC. Um, and yeah, I think he, you know, should get his flowers still. But uh, we'll have to see. But just transition a little bit. I think to touch on football one last thing. How'd you feel about uh Mahomes and his little uh his little his little, little crybaby rant, man? The Chiefs can go and ride off into the sunset and either lose in the wild card. I don't care. That he, I think it was Kadarius Tony. He lined up off offensively offsides. Mahomes, that's no excuse for you to go and gloat and whine and just, I'm sorry, whine and, and be a baby in Josh Allen's face when he's trying to shake your hand at the end of the game. Go to your locker room and shut up because that, that, that was, that was lame. I'm sorry. Like that was the most piss poor ending to a game by one player that I've ever seen in my entire life. And Mahomes, he's a Texas kid. Don't get me wrong. He's great, but. Nah, bro. Nah, I'm, I'm not with that. Chiefs can, they can, you know, <laughs> keep ahead. it pushing. I got you, Mahomes. I got one just for you. There we go. You're laughing at you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's sitting there mad about the rules, man. You can't line both sides, man. He should have been yelling at Tony, of all things, to line up both sides. You can check with the, uh, Line judge, you know what I mean. You can check with the ref. Hey man, am I am I on sides? Am I off sides? They always do that. They've been doing that since middle school and high school football. So that's on him. But uh, the Chiefs aren't looking too good, especially in this position right now. Where they're eight and five. Um, yeah. 
they're looking like a very beautiful team as of right now. And that's really opened the door for not just uh, Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens, but also for any other team they can go grab. It. Bills can go get, get it if they want to. Uh, Houston, if they still want to get it, they can. Jags are not too far behind. Um, definitely wide open in that division. So we're going to definitely going to see. In that conference, I mean. In that conference, is definitely wide open. So we're just going to have to see. But um, just uh, want to transition a little bit over to another quarter of ours. And deep down in our hearts, because it's deep down in mine right now. I want you to go ahead and get yours out the way. How about them? How about them Rockets right now? Because uh, they're being expectations. I didn't have them that high of a team, but they're looking real good. They're looking pretty solid. I mean, we're not. I'm gonna go on the record and just be like, "Look, we're eleven and nine. We're not. We have we have played the least amount of games in the entire league this year." With that being said, I think now that we've won three straight and we're playing games every other day now again, finally catching up with the rest of the league, I hate that crappy one-game-a-week schedule we had for the first two months, or I'm sorry, month and a half. Um, I think we're going to develop a rhythm, and if we win tonight and win Friday, we'll, we'll be pretty solid. Um, I know we, we got some big games coming up this weekend against Sunday. Uh, you have the Bucks, and then I think Monday you're in Cleveland. So we, we got to win at least one of those games, but – Nonetheless, let's handle business. Let's get to Friday uh, and win tonight against – I'm sorry, get to Sunday and win tonight against the Grizzlies uh, here and then beat the Grizzlies Friday. Outside of all that, I think they're doing pretty solid, man. I'm, I'm very excited uh, for this team. I like Van Vliet a lot. I like what inspiration Dylan Brooks has provided with staring people down before games. And then, you know, you got you got Jalen Green, who uh, if he can average 20, 25 a game in his sleep. The question is, will he? I, I need him to step up a little bit. But nonetheless, I like the passion and energy, newfound energy we got. And Ime Udoka, you can hate him. You can love him. You can hate him from all you Lakers fans out there from when he was in Boston. Uh, but guess what? He's turning this team around. Uh, excited. I think we need to get – I think our ceiling is fifth or sixth seed, but it's so early in the season. Mm-hmm. Let's win four more games in a row and then talk to me next week or in two weeks from now. You know, let's let's see where we're at going into New Year's um, – sorry, New Year's <clears throat> and, and really kind of, you know, go from there. Uh, but, yeah, no, I'm excited. I, the fact that it's like, you know, I, I, I'm just glad that there's a chance that they can make the playoffs, and I – I think we ha- we have like the number one or two defense in the league right now. I think we're right behind Minnesota. So very excited, which is insane. Who would have thought the Rockets would have had a top five defensive rating this year? Yeah, man. Just to piggyback off what you're saying, I'm really impressed with the Rockets, man. You got in there and you've beaten the champions what twice now, three times. We won the yeah. That's another little tidbit. We beat the Nuggets three out of four times this year. Exactly. Um, even with Jamal Murray back, you know what I mean? So you guys are definitely competitive. I'm really impressed with what they, what Ime Yudoka is doing. Uh, he gets no hate from me whatsoever. Um, he took a young team, a team full of cats out there, and he's really made them work. I like, I really like Dylan Brooks. Man, this guy, Shangoon. Shangoon is really yeah. Um, That kid's going to be an all-star this year. You oh, watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely baby Jokic, like you keep saying, man. I, I'm a believer in what he's doing right now. Um I I really I'm a big fan of uh Jabari Jabari Smith. I'm a big fan of uh 
Dylan Brooks, even though, you know, he's here and there, but he definitely has some shots. He's a great defender. Uh, Van Fleet, Van Yee. Uh, love me some Van Yee. And <laughs> Aaron Holiday, dude. Aaron Holiday and Easton. Resurrected his career a little bit, hasn't he? They've been playing out of their minds right now. You there would take go. him over Gabe Vincent right now, wouldn't you? In a heartbeat. You could have anybody on that team over Gabe Vincent. Um, he's just on the bench, just uh, rack up checks and whatnot every week. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm really impressed with the Rockets. I could definitely see them drop into the fifth or sixth spot. Definitely going to be how the Grizzlies were a couple of years ago with Jaw. I think he was, what, his second year, second, third year? And yeah. they snuck into, what, the seventh seed or whatever? And yeah. they were tough out. So definitely going to be scrappy. Um, whoever runs into them, it's going to be a battle. And uh, but like I said, like you were saying, it's still an early season, so we just gotta see where we're gonna be at. Like, win the next four, then we'll come back and talk a little bit and see where we're gonna be at. But really impressed with the Rockets. <clears throat> yeah, I think that they're. Uh, I think they're gonna be hanging in there. I think they'll they'll be a middle of the pack team, but eventually make the playoffs. We'll, we'll just have to see. I mean, playing tournament is that a successful season? Yeah, but. I, I want to see this team not have to fight for a low playoff spot. I want to see them make fifth or sixth seed. I mean, yeah. you look to the West right now. Clippers aren't what they need to be. Golden State's really struggling. Um, Denver's not the big bad juggernaut. They still are respectable, but they're not the big bad juggernaut. Lakers are here and there sometimes. Mavs, yeah. they could be beaten if they run to the right team. Uh, they feel a lot of basketball. To switch over to the other side of things. So, Lakers in season three, LeBron's fifth ring. What you think? What you think? That is not his fifth. That ain't no ring. That ain't. That's a. That's a novelty. Is what that is. Mickey Mouse ring. Mickey Mouse ring. Yeah. I mean, hey, shout out to them. They beat a Pacers team that really shouldn't have been there. It should have been Giannis against Braun, I think, but. Tyrese Halliburton's a star, although he was he was getting tooted and booted and Nah, I said Dame didn't want to go on tour so bad. It would have been playing against a LeBron in there. <laughs> I continue with your fan. No, I, I nonetheless though, I, I mean it's a pretty good accomplishment. I just I wish it wasn't I like the playing tournament. I do I just don't like the in season tournament because they're popping champagne bottles and stuff. It's like okay, well then what does a championship mean then? You know, like it devalues it to me. Yeah. And it's like, go ahead. Yeah, uh, it was ridiculous, dude. Comes to the like, I'm watching a game. I'm locked in. I'm, I'm watching the entire game, locked in. And all of a sudden, they win the game. I'm seeing T-shirts get passed around. I'm seeing dudes hugging up, kissing on one another. I'm seeing hats getting tossed around. They're in the locker room popping bottles and smoking cigars. And all I'm like, no chip. Bro, we're in December. <laughs> June? July? Like, I, that was too much. I, like I said, I'm proud of the NCAA tournament because it definitely was engaging. I was talking crap about it beforehand, but I actually felt like we were competing for something. And I was actually wanting to tune in and watch the games. So I'll give it to the NBA. You made a fan out of me. Um, yeah. But all that extra stuff, man, just give them, give them the banner and call it a day. You don't need to pop no bottles. You don't need to do none of that stuff. Because yeah, no. so yeah, no, I, I, I agree more. I don't have much else to say, but you know, congrats to the Lakers. You know, it was 
good little good little in season tournament win. But um, now now the hopefully the like the real thing we have to look forward to now the championship. I hope it's not too devalued now. Let's hit the ground running and let's finish out this season. Let's get things going. We're barely in December. I'm I'm ready. I got my cup of Joe ready and popcorn ready. I'm ready to go. So I got a quick question. This is like a side note. Just popped in my head for a second. So with LeBron James winning the in-season tournament MVP, do you think that it will help his chances winning uh, a fifth MVP for him, a league MVP for him? No, I don't. If anything, I think it's going to help him. I, I do. I think he – at what he's doing at his age, I mean, we got to enjoy it while we can because we don't know how much time that he's got left beyond this season. So I'm, I'm excited for him. I'm just curious about that. Like I said, uh, in my two cents, I, it might help him a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if Joel Embiid gets the uh, MVP again because he's been playing out of his mind right now with uh, Harden's departure. Tyrese Maxey has really stepped up and really been a great second option. Uh, I forgot, who's their coach again? Nick Nurse, huh? Um, Nick Nurse, yep. Yeah, dude, a Raptor boy, but he's a really good bad team. And, um, yeah, that's, that's all I have for NBA. I need to get over to the MLB real quick. I'm a huge MLB fan right now. There's one bombshell that everyone knows about that we're about to just quickly rant about real quick. Shohei Otani. So time is live and well in L.A. right now, and it ain't just with the Lakers, baby. It's with the L.A. Dodgers, man. All them Dodgers fans I know are happy as a avid and very well-known Houston Astros fan who are two-time World Series champs. All you Dodgers fans had to do this. They had to have this man. And guess what? You still have – sorry, I'm throwing, I'm throwing up zeros here. Zero pitching. Zero. Done. Put a fork in it. Meat's falling off the bone of those arms. They have no okay. Clayton oh. Kershaw, old man River. Oh, but... Clayton Kershaw's still there, bro. No disrespect. <laughs> but they're still gonna lose to like the Diamondbacks in the first round in the wild card next year. I'm I'm not sold on that team. I'm sorry. What's that? <laughs> That's a sweet go get the brooms ready. Yeah, right. No, but I look, big move. I think that the I mean Good for Shohei. He don't have to travel very far at all. He don't even have to move. You know, he's just going to a different lock or a, a different stadium. But, um, you know, huge acquisition by the Dodgers in all seriousness. I think that they're really going for it. They got a lot of power. You got Mookie Betts, Max Muncy. You got Shohei Otani, right? So now, like I said, is their pitching going to get them to where they need to go? Because they have all that power. But are they really going to rely on outscoring teams 12 to 10 every game and trying to win in the playoffs? We'll see. With that being said, though, that was a huge bombshell over the weekend. I think, uh, you know, good for Shohei. It's an interesting contract. I mean, what do you grade the contract? A, B, C, D, F. Um, I would say like a C, D for the Dodgers. Is there any way, is there another letter out there not named A for Shohei? He is set for life. There's nothing else he can do in this world. Um, That was a big contract for him. I'm really proud of him, really happy for him, especially with, uh, I forgot, he had elbow surgery. or No, they said he couldn't pitch no more. He wasn't going yeah, to so he, what's crazy is next year he's not even pitching. He's only going to hit uh, because he had Tommy John surgery. So, Oh, he had Tommy John surgery. Yeah, Tommy John surgery. So he had to get that elbow fixed up. So they were willing to drop all that money on him 
and he's not even almost a billion dollars. Hey, good for him. What's crazy is he's not getting most of that money until after he's done with baseball, but it's just set up that way. Um, but yeah, for him, I'm I'm gonna grade it an A. For the Dodgers, I'm gonna give that a C minus. Uh, that, that's a sh- excuse my language here, but that is a shit ton of money. That's a lot of money. And yeah, I, I, what was that? That's a lot of money you're dumping off because they still have Mookie on yeah. the books. He still has a big check coming in, so they're kind of locked up. They're kind of in the same position as uh, as the Astros, where we have top four pitch or top four batters, and then after our fourth uh, our DH, we have no one after that. <laughs> you know, we got Altuve, we got Bregman, you know, Abreu, whoever we want to put in there, and then we got Jordan, yeah. But we need, we, yeah. I mean, Tucker's in there, but he was not in there in the playoffs. Where was he? Yeah. <laughs> and what's crazy is like with with that with the Astros, right? He was gone. He was missing. But what's crazy is like with the Astros, you don't see them throwing almost a billion dollars to players. You don't see them going after players for three hundred, four hundred, five hundred million even. Um, that's just not who they are. And it's interesting because sometimes I'm like, man, like why don't we go after this guy? But at the same time, it's like, well. They're going to be able to keep replenishing. However, how long is their window? So it's going to be interesting to see what they do, especially with Bregman being a free agent next year. I just lots to discuss as we get more into the spring with that, and I'm, we're definitely going to let free agency kind of play out. But yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. What was that? I think we just need another big time batter. I think we need yeah. to go in the Yankee direction, even though you know John Cardo Stanton really isn't. He was, but he wasn't that guy. Uh, that they not really, for the Yankees, anyways. Yeah, not for the Yankees, at least. Uh, but hey, they got Juan Soto. That was like the mini domino that fell. Yeah. Um, definitely a big pickup for them. Like I said, we just need someone who he's coming there and just be able to bomb it without Alvarez. You know, it can't just be get guys on base because I think it is just get guys on base and Alvarez kind of get us in. You know, we need someone else to get it in after. So, uh, Tubi's getting older. Bregman's a free agent, and he's also getting older. Um, what are we going to do? You know? I know pick, yeah. Pick yeah. Catcher. Are yeah. we going to – I mean, all we've done is sign a backup catcher. Are we going to go and try and get another – we definitely need more relievers. We need two more solid relievers. And then I think in the in the short-term side of things, do you <clears> – <throat> Do you try to go trade for a power bat? Do you try to sign someone? I mean, what what direction do they go? So it's like you said, they're going to have some decisions to make nonetheless. Uh, very, very intrigued to see what happens. Houston's not a very big market. It's a big market, but it's not as flashy as L.A. And so I understand why they had that money to go out and get Shohei. Um, and, you know, they still have Mookie, and this is them trying to make that big run. Uh. I've been joking about the Mike Trout thing. I've been talking about Vlad. I just, I really want power hitting. I'm a power hitter guy. Um, Mike Trout would just, it, he doesn't have to give us a whole season. I know he's been injury prone. He's just, he's just not going to always finish out a season for the rest of his career now. And that's just how it's going to be. But I think that we should be talking in talks to go get him. <clears throat> I don't know how we're going to get him. I know it's like hypotheticals in the air, but we need to get a big <laughs> player. Right. Just another guy. He is a star in this league, and he needs another, another not just nurse Robin, but he needs a, a, a Batman to his suit. Um, if we're going to win, because offensively, I think we're struggling. Yeah, not two cents. 
Yeah. Yeah. Very, very intrigued, like I said, to see what the direction they go. But I'm uh, I'm not going to stress too much about the Astros until we start signing some free agents and, and as we get into the new year. But until then, I'm only going to stress about the Rockets uh, most certainly and maybe the Texans too. I don't know. The, the verdict's still out with that team. <laughs> but yes, yes, I am complete agreement. Yeah. So, uh, you know, staying on the topic, you know, since big boys getting big money, I'm just curious. What if you woke up and you were getting $700 million? What would be your first purchase? What would be your reaction? And what would be your first purchase? Call me crazy here, but I would I would definitely invest or purchase some line of investment within a company or something. Um, just because I'm not in a hurry to go blow all that, I would save it. First off, I would pay off my student loans. <laughs> That's what I would do. Oh, yeah. Then I would go invest in a company. And then I would um, go to an island and just sit there the rest of my life and drink so basics. <laughs> what would you do if you woke up with almost a billion dollars? Summer Ray, if you're listening to this right now, Summer Ray, <laughs> you have a price tag on your head. You just, I'm coming now. I'm playing. Uh, really, um, nah, man, you know me. I, I probably think I would take care of my student loan van. Um, take care of some, take care of that mostly because you know college. Is, you know some student loan collectors, man. They don't play about their money. They want it back ASAP. So yeah. I'd definitely take care of that first thing. I think I'll take care of my parents and my siblings. Um, make sure they're set for life. To make sure that they're good. And really just kind of invest. I would probably buy a stock or something. Or Bitcoin. I don't know. Make double the money somehow. I'm always trying to figure out a way to double it. Make it a little bigger. So I know that I have a generational Um and, you know, have a little fun on the side. Take a little trip. Buy some good, you know, buy, you know, convince Given some, you know, so if uh, Sydney Sweeney or Summer Ray or, you know, Brittany Renner, if you want to come fly through, and uh, Jaylene Ojeda, um, <laughs> where is that? You're stupid. That's most I would do. Probably invest so I can double it. So my grandkids, my great grandkids won't have to ever think about or worry about, you know, how we're going to pay for things because they know that I got it set. There you go. Hey, you know that that's all you can do. Yeah. But yeah, that that definitely would be something to uh to behold. <laughs> <laughs> but uh that's pretty good. Really good section, you know what I mean? That's kind of wrapping up our little sports section, man. Big time things. Uh I'm really excited for MLB season to show back up when you was talking about it. But uh just to transition <clears> over <throat> just wanted to kind of stick with the whole Christmas time of year theme that we have for the season two. So we want to open up some questions or some topics where we, you know, Christmas related. So for today's episode, we actually had a couple of things we want to talk about. I want to break the question on the act real quick. So what are some Christmas traditions? I know that every family has a little Christmas tradition. You know what I mean? They might open their presents that evening. You know, Christmas Eve evening, uh, they might go to church. They might, you know, hang out with their grandparents. Maybe they might have a white elephant every year. Um, everyone has a tradition. As a tradition, so I'm just curious, what is your tradition with your family? So we have a couple uh, that I'm going to get to. 
Uh, number one, growing up, we always watched Christmas Vacation. That was my dad's favorite uh, on Christmas Eve, the day before National Christmas. Lampoon. Christmas Vacation. Yep, National Lampoon's classic. Uh, very funny movie. Everyone knows that. Um, and then, you know, some others are maybe opening up a gift on Christmas Eve, one gift. Um, some of the foods that we make, right? My dad always likes to make Italian, although this year we're switching it up. Um, we're doing, we're adding a couple of new traditions this year. Uh, my girlfriend's family and I, I think we're going to do Christmas cookies one night and then, uh, her family and my family are going to get together and I think we're going to do tamales on Christmas Eve this year. So very, very excited for that. Uh, yeah, very excited to make some tamales. We haven't done that in years. Um, so it'll be a lot of fun. Um, very great to do those things. Uh, but I'd say those are definitely the, the main ones that I have so far. What about you? What are, what are your, what's your favorite tradition that you do? My favorite tradition as of right now, my family, we don't really have like a set one. I would say like in terms of like gifts or, you know, movies or whatnot, any real tradition is usually uh, going out to my grandparents' house and kind of eating there. I know a big thing that we usually make and my uncles and stuff like that make. We're, my grandparents on my mom's side family are really hick they're really country so they're eating like raccoon and like goat and all their stuff in between so they're always eating something exotic something different so this year my, my uncle is going to be making some uh goat stew i haven't had that in a while and i'm really excited uh but outside of that man i'm trying to think what else do we usually do uh this year we're planning on trying to do like a white elephant with our in in-house family so uh, each one of us had pulled from a hat, and we're trying to figure out who is going to get what person like, a gift. I'm hoping to get like some cowboy boots and some liquor. That's kind of all I want for Christmas, and um, uh, uh possibly uh, you know, a new video game or something like that. But uh, you know, what I mean, I'm not too crazy or anything like that. Uh, you're just trying to look Texan. That's all you're trying to do. You're trying to look Texan and drink while you're doing it. <laughs> I had some boots. I don't know what ha- I I know what happened to him. I left him at my friend's house up in Big Spring. Big Spring's outside of Lubbock. I went to Texas Tech and I didn't know. And they ended up shipping those boots to their grandparents who live in Mexico. <laughs> and I never saw those boots again. So a little sad, but hopefully I get some new boots this year. Uh yeah, that's that's kinda it with traditions for me. I guess to open up or I guess to close with this whole podcasting i just want to give another little quick question so i know that everyone has you know you've been doing christmas for a while as long as you've been alive you know we all have memorable christmases some sad some happy some funny some weird so i'm just kind of curious what is a pretty good solid christmas story to you funny sad I had to think about that one a little bit. That's a fantastic question as well. Um, I would say um, from a couple of years ago, uh, more so with my dad's side of the family, we uh, got together at some relative's house and uh, we did a uh, white elephant, uh, which has kind of become a theme as well over the past couple of years. But we uh, we did a great white elephant and I was actually kind of excited because I knew going into it, I wanted to keep my gift. Uh, lo and behold, I did. But the way that I got to keep it was what was funny because the entire time my gift got passed around like three times, it was a basket full of like Sam Houston things like a sticker, a pennant, um, some bottle openers, a koozie, like all kinds of stuff. I had even, I think. And so uh, I had it and 
two or three other people passing around up until it was my turn. And then uh, before I before I switched and I stole that gift because I actually had to steal it back. I was I was holding a a Bucky's meat basket for the longest time, and that was not going to be a bad option. But someone stole that from me, so then in turn I stole my gift back. So I, I, no wrong, that would have been great. It was like jerky, uh, deer meat. It was sauce, summer sausage. It was all kinds of stuff. It was good. Uh, but yeah, no, I, lo and behold, I got my gift back. So that's probably one of the, my favorite memories of recent years that I've had. Uh, what, what, what's your funniest story or tradition or any, not just tradition. I know we just talked about that, but anything that you've done over the past couple of years that, you know, really stuck with you. One Christmas in particular is a good question. I had one Christmas in particular. Uh, my parents had actually kept us from opening our presents for like a week. I think it was like it was super long. I think we had really just annoyed the crap out of my mom or something like that, and she was like, "You guys aren't going to open your presents. It's gonna, you know, you guys gotta wait." Dude, we waited for days to open our presents. I thought it was like the dumbest thing. It's almost to the point we didn't put up the christmas tree and everything they're just still sitting on the floor um it's actually kind of funny i it's not a long and tedious story but it was just really dumb and i remember <laughs> no, it was just really stupid i'm trying to remember how did we make our mom angry like we were going to church one morning and my dad had surprising my dad was off that day and um i don't know we were just pissing her off in the car or doing something and she just flipped out and <laughs> I open your present. And a week and a half passes by. The present's still not open. So we're sitting there like, Mom, can we open your present? No. Okay. And just back in the living room. Hurry <laughs> off. I'm just like, oh. Well, I'll go ahead and open them now. I mean, I guess. Dad's not here, but uh, good luck. And I don't remember what I got that Christmas. I think I got like a bike or something. Or no, not a bike. It wasn't anything like that. It was. Probably like a video game or something like that. It wasn't anything like super significant. So it was kind of, I wasn't am about it. Like I said, I'm very thankful for every gift I get, but it was so unnecessary to keep us like that. Like nothing, nothing should have pissed you off that much for you to withheld, withhold our gifts that long. Yeah, that, <laughs> y'all had to have done something. Y'all had to have done something. It was pretty bad. My mom never did that. What was that? One more time, she never would. Said so my mom has always been. My mom's never gotten mad like that. My mom's always been very sweet or chill. Um, you really got to like push her buttons to get her hot like that. And she was definitely pretty upset that year. So, yeah, that's kind of one of the most memorable things I can think of. Oh, so I stole my white elephant gift back, which I should not have ended up with, and you almost did not have a Christmas because you made your mom so mad. <laughs> Oh man! You love to see it. You love to see it. Oh my god! And another good story that I got. And this is this is my last story. And probably wrap up right here. But I just want to say, to all the men out there, really invest in your girlfriends and make sure like you know what you got to get her and really value her. You know what I mean? Because you know, sorry to my ex out there, but it was one Christmas in particular. I thought about her last minute, and I scrambled together to get something versus nothing and i was very disappointed uh so just a friendly tip out there for any significant others uh girlfriends to boyfriends boyfriends to girlfriends and you know above and beyonds if you will 
make sure you play it ahead of the ahead of the date and don't wait till uh December like twenty second, twenty third to go get your significant other's gift. Because I was extremely up the creek. I I try to remember what I did get her. I thought I got her like some candles or something. It was something so lame, and I felt really horrible. And she still liked it, but it, it felt bad. I felt horrible. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I could have got you a necklace. I could got. I did better that that next year. I did do better that next year. I did go to Avery, James Avery and hooked her up and everything like that. But yeah, just pro tip: make sure to plan ahead. Thing plan, plan ahead. ahead. Do not procrastinate. Do not procrastinate. Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, but I love it. That's that's hilarious. Yeah, you should not have waited. <laughs> Everyone knows that waiting to the last minute, especially to Christmas shop, that is a whole new oh. level of playing with fire. It's not that everything's gone. It's just everyone's at the freaking store, <laughs> and you can't wait. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. That, that's that's hilarious. <laughs> so. You know, just to kind of transition into the end of our show, um, really want to thank you guys for coming around, hanging out with us. It's definitely been a really productive episode, very long episode, my God. Um, <laughs> a lot to tell, but you know, we got to drop some trailers, we got to talk about some stuff. Yeah, uh, we saw an episode, but uh, before we close out, I just want to thank you guys for listening. Um, we're really excited to continue on with the season two. Uh, like Akron was saying on the last episode, we are planning on trying to have a wing episode. So we're going to be in person. We're going to try out some different wings. Still trying to figure out if it's going to be a hot wing challenge or just a flavor wing challenge. <clears throat> I, I will say, as a little preview to that, I've talked to the uh, other people who will be our consensus in trying these wings. They are they are on board to do a hot wing challenge. So that might that might be the route we got to go. <laughs> on the, I can I can mess up some hot. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah. Guys, be on the lookout for that. Uh, probably next episode or so. Once you kind of get closer to uh, next week or so. Um, yeah, so maybe before Christmas. Maybe um, before most definitely. Yeah. Uh, see what we can possibly do. But um, yeah, outside of that, man, we just want to thank you guys for kind of listening to us. Stay tuned. Definitely going to be a lot bigger things, a lot more things coming in season two. Um, but we really appreciate all the listens. We really appreciate all the retweets, all the shout outs, things like that. But um, yeah, Akron, you have anything to give out before we close out here? Yeah, like like we always say, I just I want to continue to say thank you for all the support for everybody that, you know, has been liking our posts and, you know, staying along and enjoying this beautiful journey with us. Uh, we're very excited to continue bringing out that content for you guys. We're full swing underway in season two now, so very excited. Um, stay tuned for the wing review. Like Staten said, we'll hopefully do that our next episode for uh, next week. And then... Uh, um, we also want to plan and try and do a live uh, live stream with you guys here very soon as well as we get later into season two. Uh, Riverside has allowed us to do that. So we are very excited. We're going to plan it maybe on a weekend. We can uh, do a live broadcast, have some people uh, bring, you know, bring some questions for us. We want to we want to chat with you guys. Um, and I think you can call in as well. We, we'll, we'll have to play around with it and see what we can do. But, yeah, if, if you guys are able to call in, we definitely encourage that. Um, Lastly, uh, like I said, um, stay tuned for a combination of those things as well as TikTok. Um, that's going to be our last um, probably platform that we get on. Um, but we're going to create a little TikTok for you guys to go and follow and see little extended clips outside of here and outside of Instagram and Facebook, rather, that you can go and, and you have access to. Um, but we think we'll get an even better following um, just from that, from the public point of view. So 
very thankful again for all you guys' support, for all our family and friends that have continued to post, continue to like and, and follow us. Please, 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 um, you know, continue to do so. We cannot thank you from the bottom of our hearts enough. Um, yeah. And lastly, go check us out on Twitter and continue to watch us on YouTube. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. We love y'all. Appreciate you guys. And we'll be signing out right here. See y'all.